I don't pay attention to the news. They're behind the times. If they're already telling you the market's upside down, then it's too late. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Tamara Aragon. Hi, Tamara. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for joining us. Tamara is joining us from Stockton, California, where she invests in single family homes in every single way you can invest in single family homes, from ground up development to wholesale to fixing and flipping to holding single families. And when I say single families, we're talking one to four units. And she has done hundreds of transactions and invested in hundreds of properties since she's been investing in 2003. And then a little bit further back, she founded her first multi-million dollar company when she was only 20 years old. And that's interestingly enough, but I'm going to give you one more. She and her husband have nicknamed her daughter Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Not me, but they have nicknamed her daughter Beauty and the Beast because she is apparently very beautiful and also competing in beauty pageants while being a championship wrestler in her weight class. So quite the paradox and dynamic there. So with that being said, Tamara, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, um, I've uh, really enjoyed doing real estate investing for a long, long time. But at the same time, um, a lot of people had asked me, how do you find success? And it got kind of repetitive trying to talk about it. So I also and actually have a true passion in helping others to find success like I've had on, in real estate. And so I've developed a lot of tools and training and such online. While at the same time, I'm very active in real estate investing today. Tell us how you got started in real estate and kind of what type of properties you've been focused on and what you've been doing with them. Well, um, you want to hear like the beginning story? It's kind of a fun story. I love fun stories. Okay. <laughs> well, I um, I don't want anybody to think I, I just was born with a silver spoon real estate investor dad that taught me how to do everything. Um, no, I uh, started from nothing. And um, in fact, at 20 years old, that business you were talking about ran for successfully for 10 years. And then laws changed. Long story I won't get into, but it went went belly up. 
and it was like my first um, child. So when it went away, and I was pretty young, like I said, at 20 when I started it. So I was kind of haughty. You know, I, I had it all together. I had it going, you know. So at 30, when it went under, I was pretty devastated. Um, at the same time that happened, my then husband, um, his business was construction and went belly up. Uh, we went into foreclosure on our home, bankruptcy. Um, I found out my mom had cancer. She ended up dying. Um, I got a divorce. Um, I mean, just like, and then I got in a car accident. That was the worst thing that happened. This is the fun story. <laughs> but there's a turnaround. I guess I just want people to know that there's hope. Um, you know, two years of this. And, but, but honestly, when I finally got in that car accident and had to lay down, because I kept running through everything else, you know, you just keep going, don't want to think about all that. Um, I really found uh, myself and was able to really get rooted on what I wanted. And in that process, I had seen a book um, when I was in an airport one day. And um, the book kind of jumped out at me and it was the, called The One Minute Millionaire. And I, it just like drew me to it. And I read it really, really fast. And it was a uh, Robert Allen, Mark Victor Hansen book. But what it taught me, it was something at the time I didn't know. Now, you know, it's maybe more um, talked about, which is the multiple streams of income. And what I figured out, and so I didn't, I, I felt a little better about things. I was really just putting myself all into one thing. And when it went under, everything else sort of ended up falling apart, at least in that area of my life for that reason. So when I found this book, I found some hope. And then I found that the people that had written the book were going to have a seminar, which I felt like was just a God thing, you know, that ironically, I just found this book and read it. And they're having a seminar right in my backyard, sort of about five hours away. Um, now, mind you, I was in a pretty broke state during this little time period here in both mind and body. Um, but I got in my car and went to that seminar where there was a, and I'm sure a lot of people have gone through this, a bunch of speakers, you know, telling you just enough to be dangerous and then selling you something at the end. However, I was glad, I'm glad today that I did end up taking some of my last pennies and investing in some of that training. Um, because with that training, I, and, it, and it was on all the multiple streams of income, just like I said, just enough to be dangerous, just enough to kind of get you going. But with that, I discovered that real estate was my passion. I love it. I love the idea of taking a piece of property that's ugly and making it nice and improving my community. I love uh, providing a home for others if I'm going to buy and hold or do a lease option or um, any of that. But I, I really found that that was my passion. And with that, I, uh, I found my first deal. So I got into these trainings, um, you know, did everything they told me to do. And I decided to focus on foreclosures. And I'm going to cut to the chase. Uh, somebody responded to one of my letters after a long time of doing that. Um, and I went and visited the guy with a purchase contract in my hand. Never did this before. Now, I just want those of you who have never done it before, imagine this. I, I printed out, I found a realtor who gave me a contract. I copied and whited out everywhere that I should and then just put the guy's name in there and left the price blank. I thought, this is it. I'm going to, I'm going to meet this guy. Um, he said he had kept my letter uh, for three months um, in the drawer because I had put a, a little cross and a little Bible verse that encouraged him during a hard time he was having. And when he pulled the letter out and decided that now's the time to say goodbye to his house, he did call me. And so I, went into this house that had graffiti on the wall, smelled like cat urine. We sat on a box. I mean, it is so like what you read about. I was, it, it was, it was the strangest feeling to walk into this situation alone, never having done a contract like that. 
and sat down with this guy going through this very hard time and just asked him what he wanted. What do you want? He told me. I said, okay. And I already had in my mind before I left the price that I knew I could pay. And he was right in line with that. So I just filled in the blanks. And I'm not even exaggerating. I filled in the blanks on the box in the midst of this property that was falling apart. Um, And he signed it. And he looked at me and he said, there's a car in the driveway. It's not running. Here's the keys. Bye. And he walked out the front door and left me standing in that house. And I was like, wow, this is really strange. Now, you talk about a no money down deal. (laughs) Wow. Well, I didn't know I couldn't have a penny on a deal. Um, now today, just so everybody knows, you got to have a penny on a deal. You got to have some money in the in it to to make it a valid contract. But I literally had a contract in my hand with no money down. I did walk that contract over to the title company to get it going, and then I made another mistake. I because again, I, I didn't have a coach. I just had one sided training at this point, so I was trying to figure it out. And um, my then partner, I had a I had a friend that I brought in to help me. Um, which was nice because we were able to talk through things and get through it. We together pulled in the, the husbands and the kids and everybody to fix up this house. Uh, we ended up putting a for sale by owner sign on it. And um, within a very short period of time, I'd say it was three months, we got our first check. And it was my favorite deal ever. And um, we talk about our best ever. This was my best deal ever. And I always remember because it's such a classic. And the check was written for $80,000 profit. So... You're asking me how I got started and what I did. <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. That's incredible. What an incredible story. And I felt like I was right there with you on one of those boxes with the seller. It's a, it's a, it's a great story. Yeah. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Don't do it alone. Realize that every deal that you come across, every property that is may or may not be a deal, I guess I should say, is a new deal. There is no one training that's going to be able to teach you. Get an experienced mentor, coach, friend, somebody around you to walk you through them if you're new. Um, even now, I, I come across things and I, I you know, I have, well, you don't know, but now you do. I'm a part of masterminds and, you know, people I could call and talk through things if I'm not quite sure how to manage a deal. Many people attempt to get started on their own. It looks easy. You know, the, the late night commercial said I could make it in 24 hours, right? Make a million. Um, but then they quit when they either can't find a deal or they can't find the money for a deal or worse, they do a deal and lose money. So an experienced mentor or coach will help you get through the challenges and find maximum profits on the deals that you are able to find. When you look at properties and when you look at deals, what are what type of deals are you focused on now? You said previously it was foreclosures. Um, right now, I am not focusing just on foreclosures. It's basically prop- distressed property. Um, there isn't one focus. I actually have more of a team now in my business growth. I have people down at the court steps every day looking for probate, uh, people who have evicted um, renters that maybe are tired of their property we reach out to those people in addition to foreclosures, in addition to searching uh, the internet for every property out there owned by a, an owner. I, I do stay away from MLS properties, um, properties that are listed right now, because there's a huge influx of investors looking at the same ones, and I'm not going to choose to go into battle on pricing with them. So I look for distressed properties 
from for sale by well they might not even be for sale from owners that are look that may be looking to sell their property and want to be the first one to raise my hand to get it and you mentioned you look for renters tired of their properties is that so you could sell them a property? Oh gosh, with seller financing? Oh no, the, if they're tired. Okay, so I'm sorry, rent, rent. That's a different thing. I'm landlords. I said renters, landlords. Oh, okay, landlords. You got it. Wrong word. Thank you. <laughs> got Good it. call. Understand that now. And and whenever you're when it, whenever you're you you have the team in place and you have people on as you said on the courthouse steps looking for probate what what do you tell them exactly how do you tell them to approach that process the people I have working for me have been trained to go it's not standing on the court steps we go into the courthouse and have to pull files to look for uh, people who are uh, in charge of handling estates for instance on probate. Um, we have a letter, a little direct mail piece we send out and then I search the internet for a phone number and I follow up with a phone call. I always believe in high tech and high touch. Um, a lot of people don't like to make those phone calls. I have scripts I give my students to help them with that process so they know exactly what to ask and sound good when they're talking to people. And it's the same with landlords. I look for people who have taken people to court and having to evict. I reach out to those landlords and with a letter and again, follow up with a phone call and just ask how they're doing and if they're at all interested in receiving an offer for their property. Just kind of keep it, you know, friendly and always trying to create a win-win for whoever I work with. I, I you know, I do work with some distressed situations, so you want to stay empathetic. And having gone through all that I have gone through, I am empathetic. So it makes it easy. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Uh, okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> That was a very quick go. You are ready. I can tell. I am. I, I am. I've, I've heard your calls. Awesome. Well, first, a very quick word from our sponsor so we don't break this momentum. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F. L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Okay, Tamara, best ever book you've read? The Bible. I read every day. And then The One Minute Millionaire by Robert Allen and Mark Victor Hansen. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of books like those. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. Taking time away to get alone. I took a couple of weeks, uh, two years ago, to go to Fiji and I think I've never done that. Usually you're around somebody to ask them, what do you think of that and what do you think of this? I took complete time alone, got uh, journaled and got real with who I am and what I wanna do and now I teach it uh, at an annual event I hold in Fiji called Lifestyle Freedom. And what what you learn from that alone time? I found out who I was and matching who I was with what I was doing and became clear on the path for my occupation and my life that I want to follow in matching that. A lot of people try to do things that aren't who they are. So my core values, my personality type, my experiences, I was able to kind of pull all that together. And then with doing that for myself, that's that growth is really, again, my real passion is inspiring others. Um, I was able to find a way to do that for others. Best ever success habit you practice? Close down at the end of the day with a list for the next day. 
morning get up one hour before the world comes to me. I pray, I plan, and I listen to my heart for answers before the phone stops ringing and before I sit down and open my email email box. What time do you wake up? 5 a.m. What time do you usually go to bed? Nine, nine, between 9 and 10, I read a book and make myself go to sleep between those hours while I'm reading. Best ever deal you've done? The first one I just described, so I don't need to repeat that one, but that was the funnest um, deal I ever done because it was so hands-on and classic, and the profits were outstanding. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Well, because I have two aspects of my life, again, I have a hard time with best ever, can you tell? Uh, locator. <laughs> um, I'm just getting ready to buy a house that um, I think I'm going to make pretty good money at, more like a 40% profit and um, improve a really awful neighborhood. And I'm pretty excited about that around the corner from my house, which is hard to find these days. Um, and then online, I have an awesome, awesome new tool, I guess we'll call it, that allows people without experience to make money in real estate. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I don't know if you want me to say the name, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, sure. What's the name? It's called Locator Gold, and it allows people to search online, and I give them the tools to do that and all the in a very short, easy training, no risk, no money, and they get paid to bring properties to real live hundreds of investors all over the United States automatically. It really is a very simple, easy, low-risk way to make money in real estate and in the process, learn it. Best ever way you like to give back? I have a crafts table I do once a month um, for the hungry and homeless under a in a very distressed area of Stockton, California. And I love hugging the kids that are so helpless in those situations. And I uh, develop my daughter and I do this. We um, make do crafts with them while they're, while they're getting fed by another group. We do a crafts table for the kids. Best ever quote. It's sort of long, but it is my favorite. Here it is. Let's do it. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it and life seems useless and worthless without it, if you gladly sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, if you simply go after that thing that you want with all of your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope and confidence, and stern pertinacity, if neither cold, poverty, famine, nor gout, sickness, nor pain of body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want, dogged and grim, you beseech and beset it with the help of God, you will get it. And that's a Les Brown quote. What's that mean to you? Don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep, if you really, really want it, don't give up. That's it. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? I did not pay attention to what my local market was doing. And like the rest of the world, got caught up in the hype because no one taught me that the market was cyclical and it will go up and it will go down, period. So you want to pay attention to where the market is at and on that cycle, follow the strategies that make sense for that market. Don't quit. Just change, change your strategy. How do you identify where the market's at? I have some, I have, that's not a one word answer. Um, I have four or five websites that I go to on a regular basis, but I pay attention to the unemployment um, numbers. I pay attention to, I don't pay attention to the news. They're behind the times. If they're already telling you the market's upside down, then it's too late. So I uh, pay attention to the, um, there's some websites where you can actually watch when things starting to creep up or watch where things are starting to go down. What are the websites? I don't have them under my nose right now. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that would have been a, that would have been.
been a good thing to research before this call. Yeah, well, well, if if you share them with me, uh, can I include them in the show notes? Yes, absolutely. I'll give them to you when I hang up. I'll go grab them. All right, best ever listeners. They will be in the show notes. Just go to joefairless.com forward slash. I don't know what the forward slash is going to be, but just Google our names. Or if you're listening in iTunes and you can just click through to that. Tamara, what's the best ever place to reach you? I have several websites with contact pages, but the one I'm going to refer them to is uh, com. And when people go to reiposse.com, which I love the name, what, what will they find? They're going to see my smiling face and a short video and the opportunity to sign up for a 30-day email training. And then, of course, that contact page if they just want to reach out to me. Awesome. Tamara, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm grateful that we got to meet. I'm grateful that I got to know you and that you're you know, sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking through how you got started and talking through the first business venture where you had incredible success and then you had incredible challenges with that and you know how on your first deal with the home and uh, going in with graffiti on the walls and talking to that seller and getting a home and a car so double bonus on that but then you know fixing it up and and making a, a darn good profit on that and then talking through taking time you know one of the the psychological things that i i took away from what you said is taking time away taking time to be alone and finding out who you were and how that matched up with what you were doing because ultimately i think that's the most important thing that we identify because that's what's going to put us in the best position for success if we're doing with doing something that it is in our nature to do and then you know talking through some specific things as far as how to identify distressed properties and and where to go you know you said you believe in high tech and high touch so finding the most effective and efficient ways to reach people and then reaching them on a consistent basis um, and probably different ways too um, from uh, direct mail to phone calls to maybe even in-person things and then when you you mentioned some of the the habits that you do and I love those habits where you close down every day with a list for tomorrow you wake up an hour before the rest of the world so that you have time for yourself and to really focus on where you want to take that day and focus on yourself too I imagine and then lastly paying attention to where the market is at and I'm very excited to see what websites you go to and I'll include those in the show notes for this show but making sure that we know that it's not what the news you know news channels telling us because we are going to be behind the time it's too late if they're talking about it it's really about knowing the identifiers and the indicators for where the cycle's at in our particular market it's good to have a national perspective but really it's about our particular market and where that's at so thank you so much for being on the show and we'll talk to you soon thank you joe thanks for having me hey you best ever listener do you want more then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.